Welcome to Marketing Thought Leadership, the podcast that offers insightful discussions on thought-provoking marketing topics. Here's the host of our show, marketing consultant, speaker, author, and educator, and the president of L2M Associates, Linda Popke. Hi, this is Linda Popke, and welcome to our latest episode of Marketing Thought Leadership. I'm here today with Janice Mishala. Janice is the managing partner of Paladin Partners, an organization that has been working for over 15 years with entrepreneurs, and which is a great thing because we're here to talk today about entrepreneurs and marketing. So welcome, Janice. Thank you, Linda. So tell me, and I know you've got extensive experience on both the, uh, the corporate side as well as Paladin working with entrepreneurs. How have entrepreneurs benefited from the way marketing works today? I think the good news for entrepreneurs today is that the Internet has reduced the cost of marketing significantly. There's cost reduction in a number of ways. One is the use of contractors and resources that allow an entrepreneur to be nimble in their selection of service providers. There's also offshore resources that can be used for things like web development and database development where you're building maybe a, a whole database of leads that you're going to then do an email marketing campaign with. The opportunity to leverage bits and pieces of marketing resource and also a significant amount of tools to be able to test the validity of your ideas, like I think it's going to work this way if I send out these kind of emails, and to be able to track that information and look at analytics very easily for a wide range of marketing um, capabilities gives data to us as marketers that allow us to be much more cost-effective and much more targeted. That's, that's definitely true. We no longer have those big, expensive campaigns. Now we can start to, to really try things on a small basis mm-hmm. and see if they work. Exactly. So if I'm an entrepreneur, do mm-hmm. I need to hire a vice president of marketing and an entire marketing staff to cover the entire range of the marketing matrix? You know, the good news, again, is that bits and pieces can be parceled out. There are people who act as an interim or a part-time VP of marketing, uh, so you don't necessarily need um, the full-time person initially. Uh, you can hire somebody to do PR on an outsourced basis. Uh, you might have somebody who writes the press releases. You might have another person who uh, does the placement of releases and sets up media calls. You might have another person who's your direct marketing guru who is uh, testing AdWords and testing um, uh, email campaigns. So you can um, have one resource, which I think is essential. Maybe it's a marketing communications person who's actually working with a number of subcategories of resources. Um, The key, however, I think, is to ensure that you have a really well-thought-out marketing plan and a really well-thought-out set of value propositions, positioning, messaging, and branding so that you're consistent in how you come across. Now, that development of a marketing plan and a brand platform 
can either be done by an agency or it could be done by an interim VP of marketing or if you have a more experienced marketing communications person, it could be done by them. Um, so I think that you don't need a whole department, but you need at least one resource to be the glue to put the pieces together. Absolutely, and, and I'm glad you said that you've got to start with a solid core plan and, and marketing and branding platform because too often we see people wanting to jump in and just whatever new and interesting and fun tactic of the of the day is available without considering doing that upfront work first. If you don't know where you want to be, you don't know how to get there. Yeah, and you may wind up someplace totally different. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So given the aspirations of today's entrepreneurs, what should they expect from marketing? I think the expectation from marketing, depending on whether you've got a consumer play or a B2B play, is different. In the B2B segment, you want trial and you want qualified leads. Uh, you're not likely going to close deals on a one-off basis. In other words, you're not likely to get an order immediately from the marketing activities that you do in a B2B segment. So you may have to stage what you do and how you pull in and qualify leads. And one of the best opportunities today is being able to test, give them a 30-day free trial or give them a 90-day free trial, whatever you think it's going to take, um, is a great way to go. On the consumer side, you know, viral is obviously one of the key words, and getting your friends to endorse it, getting people to share it with other people so that you basically are having your marketing work done by a whole host of people. Um, now, everybody says, well, I'm going to use Facebook for that. The problem with Facebook, if you really are um, hoping that they are going to be your driver on the consumer marketing, is it's a very crowded space. There's a lot of Facebook apps. There's a lot of things going on on Facebook. So I don't think you can count on it as your only path to the consumer market. But, again, if you're looking for, for clicks and you're looking for uh, usage so that you can build uh, a subscriber base of some sort or you can build a user base that is going to monetize via advertising, you've got to get hit a lot of numbers. And those numbers aren't going to be achieved with one source. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm glad you said that again about Facebook because it's the first thing we hear is, gee, can't I just go to Facebook and do this or can't I just go to Twitter? And it's busy out there. It's, it's really, really noisy. So you've got to figure out how to stand out from the crowd. And, and even if you're a consumer product and you're, you've got a great product in a great space, you've got to figure out how to stand out. So Absolutely. given that, and with all the experience you have with entrepreneurs and, and you know, I know your work with University of Washington that you were helping to – get startups uh, accelerated and, and on the right track, and you've worked with entrepreneurs at, at Paladin, what do you think is the most effective marketing tool that an entrepreneur should be focused on? I still believe that public relations, PR, is your best form of marketing. At least in the starting days, I think that it's getting that word and that message out because when a customer, whether it's a consumer or a, a B2B uh, player looks at your website or their first notion when they hear about it from somebody else is, well, what do the reviewers say? Um, what are the, what's the press saying? So you look more real as a company when you affect a really strong marketing communication PR plan. And the challenge that I 
find with entrepreneurs is that they don't understand that a PR plan has to be an ongoing plan. So month after month after month, you should be planning for what you're going to say to the market and how you're going to release new information. Um, Getting awards is a huge form of marketing, and those awards really matter. Um, I saw this when um, a company that I work with called Glimpse has been talking to investors, first in the angel investor camp and now in the venture capital camp. The immediate thing to do, it's a location-based mobile application, is they go and see what people are saying. And this company has amazing reviews, absolutely amazing reviews. And immediately they're treated differently than if it was a company that had great technology but hadn't really seeded the market with that legitimized uh, form of information, which is the press talking about you. Um, The effect that you can get from good, solid, creative PR can't be duplicated in any other form, in my opinion. You're absolutely right, and what's nice about that is it's, even though it's great to talk about yourself, and we should definitely do that, it's so much more effective when someone else says good things about you. Exactly. And that's what PR is, and that's what awards are. Yes. So given that, and that people... And reviews. Work, I think product reviews are really essential as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Given that we do love to, as entrepreneurs, talk about ourselves a lot, should we have a blog if we're entrepreneurs? You know, I'm very mixed about this, and the reason I say that is a blog always sounds great in theory until you have to do it time after time after time, and you've got a lot on your plate. Yeah, a blog really needs to be updated on a regular basis. The worst thing that can happen is you start out a blog and then you lose interest in it, or you're sporadic about it. Just as you want to release PR regularly, you want to make sure that you've got a rhythm if you are going to blog and Twitter. Um, that you have a rhythm with how you release information via your blog or via Twitter. If you also believe that you have a point of view and that you have something interesting to say, then a blog is great. If you're going to use a blog to just regurgitate more of the same information that's on your website, it isn't going to get followed. It isn't going to get the kind of traction that you expect You've got to put some thought into it, just like you would an editorial calendar when you wanted to do bylined articles. I sort of view this as the new age bylined article maker. You have to be prepared to be committed to it if you're going to do it. Absolutely. And in one way, it's much easier because you you just publish it yourself. You don't have to submit to a publication. You don't have to have editorial review. On the other hand, there isn't someone saying, did you do this today? Did you do it this week? So you're absolutely right. You need to have an, an ongoing schedule, and, we, and you need to be good about it and have something interesting to say, too. The other thing that I would say is you better make sure that you are a good writer or that you have a good writer working with you because the worst thing that can appear, happen, in my opinion, is typos, grammatical errors, and it looks unprofessional. So if you're going to blog, top of mind can be fine, but – it needs to be polished, and it needs to be professional. So one more question while we have you here. How do you think investors will think about the marketing plan of an entrepreneur? And as an entrepreneur, what should I provide in terms of a marketing plan to be attractive to people who might potentially be funding my company? 
the go-to-market strategy is extremely important to an investor. And I can't tell you the number of times when I sit down to meet with an entrepreneur for the first time and I ask them about um, how they're going to reach the market, they can tell me that they're going to be viral, but they don't tell me how they're going to be viral. So it's important to have both the strategy as well as the tactics. So one of the things I suggest as a good go-to-market strategy is to do a by quarter layout of the tactics that will support the strategies for the overall marketing plan. It doesn't have to be long and it doesn't have to be really complicated, but it has to all hang together. So they have to see, an investor wants to see that you're a sophisticated user of marketing and that you have thought through how you're going to drive traffic, how you're going to drive usage and trial, how you're going to drive whatever the metrics are that are underlying your business. So what an investor wants to see is that you know what the key drivers are for your business. You may not know which driver is going to ultimately win, but you have to have at least some theories about, I think it's this, this, and this. And we're going to test it, you know, the drivers for my revenue generation are A, B, and C. And we're going to test it by doing D, E, and F. And having enough detail so that they see that you know how to execute as a team, a great idea and a great technology is wonderful, but i got to say 90% of what makes a business successful is execution. And what the investors want to know is that you're a team that knows how to execute. That's what they're willing to put money into. They want to know, how is my money going to be used? Here's the source of funds, and I want it broken down by, here's how much I'm going to spend on advertising, here's how much I'm going to spend on PR, here's how much I'm going to spend on technology development, here's how much I'm going to spend on sales. And you need to make sure that you understand how you're going to effectively use the outside money that you're seeking from an investor. Important to know. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much. We've been chatting here with Janice Mishala. Janice is a managing partner of Paladin Partners, and thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. This was a lot of fun, and I wish everybody great selling and marketing. Terrific. This is Linda Popke for Marketing Thought Leadership. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this edition of Marketing Thought Leadership, brought to you by L2M Associates. If you'd like to find out how you can improve the return on your investment in marketing programs, processes, or people, contact us at www.l2massociates.com.